Hi, you're listening to Beyond the Grave, a podcast about cemeteries. We tell the stories of those who lie within or those who've been commemorated in some way. Uh, whether finding Rustal, whether a final resting place is in a graveyard, the bottom of the ocean, or the only marker to prove an existence is a simple memorial. There's always a story behind it from Beyond the Grave. I'm your host, Jamie Johnson. I'm not an expert on the subjects that we will discuss. I just have an interest in them. So today's episode number 14. No, that's not true. It's 13. It's It's super lucky number 13. (laughs) It's episode 13. Um, So today's episode, we're going to do a discussion topic and a final resting place. Um, There will be coarse language. I guarantee. Guarantee. (laughs) Um, If you don't like that, um, if you don't like anything about it, then this isn't the podcast for you. My co-host for this episode is Melissa Johnson. Welcome. Hi. No relation. But Unfortunately. Really. No, it is very unfortunate. Um, what I want to do first is talk about my first ever fan gift. Ooh, what? Shut up. Yeah, I got a fan gift. So the last episode, the bonus one, did you listen to that one? Not yet. Oh, do you do? It's <laughs> okay. You don't, will, will, no, you, don't, you don't have to. No, you don't have to. But um, anyway... Mike Fowler from History, Six Feet Under. You can follow him on Instagram. It's History, the number six, and then Feet Under. Um, he sent in a lovely story. He got married in a cemetery. Oh, I saw the photos. Yeah. Um, but he sent me a gift. And when he messaged me and he's like, hey, I want to send you something, um, I immediately went and creeped his Etsy shop. <laughs> I was like, what, what am I going <laughs> to As one get? does. Yeah. Well, yes. ooh, what, what do you make? What, what's going on here? So I checked out his Etsy shop, and there's some fun things on there. Some really cool, like, wood um, plaques that have engravings and stuff on them. And fun. there's some magnets and stuff. And there was a bookmark. And I was like, oh, I hope it's the bookmark. I hope it's the bookmark. And? Um, so then Mike, my Mike, he comes home with the mail. And he's like, so what do you think Mike Fowler sent you? I'm like, who's Mike Fowler? <laughs> I'd already forgotten. I'd already forgotten. I'm so sorry, Mike. If you're listening, but um, and then it, it dawned on me who he was, and I'm like, oh my god, please say bookmark, 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 please say bookmark, and I open the package, and oh, shut the front door, shut the fucking door. <gasps> That's and it's got some. Okay, this bookmark, folks, I'm gonna explain it. It's a really beautiful um, wood bookmark. The edges are nice and I don't know, are they burnt or burnished? Oh, or they're painted or they're burnt. Like this is um this is a wood like not wood burning. Wood yeah. burning, and then there's um a nice little engraving. The engraving is the epitaph of uh uh William Ashley and Nancy Ashley. So I actually read this out on the last episode. Um you can also check this out on History Six Feet Under their Instagram. Uh, Mike Fowler also has a blog. It's history6feetunder.com slash blog. And he blogs about the different cemeteries that he goes to and tells the history, tells the stories and stuff. So um, this is so insanely cool. I'm super happy to get this bookmark. It's got this fun little tassel on it with a skull. It's got a, a little picture of like an old school gravestone at the top and a skull on it. And then the lovely epitaph for um, Mr. and Mrs. Ashley, lovely, which is super cool. But that wasn't the only thing. So there's this. I'll post photos of this on my Instagram. This is. I didn't even want to open this because it was so pretty. But this oh my is. God. Yeah. So wax. it's it's got a wax seal on it with a skull. It's a black envelope with a red wax seal with a skull and crossbones. And when you open it, um, 
there is it's a nice little card Aww. i'll post photos of this and then inside is the photo of william and nancy ashley's Shut grave up. their story is on his blog um you can listen to my bonus episode i do talk about i mike's emailed me the story and i read it out on the podcast so That's- a lovely little card this is so freaking cool uh so mike fowler um i saw what you spent on shipping (laughs) and this is this is you put my gift to shame um so i promise you if i ever get real merch that isn't stickers from this sign shop i work in that i didn't pay for (laughs) Uh, mike fowler's gift giving game is on point it's on point beautiful it's a cut above the rest so mike you're first on my list for good merch when I actually get it so thank you for this this is really lovely it's gorgeous it's gorgeous I can't wait to use it I was I've, I love to read so this is amazing so go check out Mike's blog history six feet under.com slash blog follow him on Instagram it's history six and on Instagram it's the number six um and buy a shit on Etsy buy a shit on Etsy buy a shit on his blog too gorgeous it's amazing um so today we're going to talk about this discussion topic for today's episode is the importance of cemeteries and their history um so anyone who likes to visit cemeteries and goes to them is going to appreciate this this is also somewhat ranty and i've been asked a lot about my process for how how i do my episodes and whatnot so i'll just kind of explain that a little bit what I do is I'll research the cemetery first. So I'll find everything that I can about the cemetery that I went to. And then that's kind of how I figure out what, what my discussion topic is going to be. Because I try to relate it to the cemetery. Um, today's cemetery is the Highland Cemetery in Great Falls. There's so, so little information about it online. So that's, that's where this discussion topic comes from. Um, and I'll get more into that uh, a little bit later. So we'll talk about this for a little bit first. So Melissa, what are your thoughts on cemeteries? Cemeteries. What do you think? They're fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think about my first experience in a cemetery and probably like the most not stellar, but some of my fonder moments is I grew up in the Crowsness Pass in Coleman and right by our playgrounds and stuff, there was a cemetery there. So we spent a lot of time there perusing and you know doing things that young kids do in cemeteries so I don't know I just I I, I always had a positive experience okay good them. so you yeah. don't you don't find them doom and gloom like some people do no not at all cool. not at all like even just a side note here I don't know if you heard on CBC last week but in Atlanta they had like a movie screening in a cemetery there I didn't hear that but yeah. um I did talk about events in a cemetery in my last other That's full right, episode yeah so yeah. they do that which is super cool um, some people will think that cemeteries are just basically for function only, a place to just put the dead. Um, but there's there's many reasons why they're much more important than than I'm just that. Than that. So most of the following information is from a variety of sources, each with their own reasons for why they think a cemetery and its history is important. But most of the sites that I looked at have the same few general reasons, and that's what we're going to go over now. So from the historic I, historicengland.org, um, this, is, this is what they say. These are my own words, but this is, this is why they think a cemetery is important. Um, so what they say is that unlike most historic environments, and I think what they mean maybe is like museums or other places of mm. you know, historical significance, 
Cemeteries blend architecture, sculpture, landscape, wildlife, and poetry all together in one place. So couldn't agree more. Um, architecture, you've got the buildings, you've got... Mausoleums. All of that stuff. Uh, sculpture, there's there's a lot of tombstones that are very artistic and sculpture and landscape. Every cemetery's got a different type of layout. There's lots of different... Um, styles of cemetery that have evolved over the years from Victorian park-like cemeteries, which Mm -hmm. I touched on briefly in one episode. I'll go over in more detail in a future episode. Um, All the way to lawn cemeteries, which is like the Tabor Memorial Gardens, Mm -hmm. where it's just a flat piece of land with very little landscaping. Um, Wildlife. Um, There were several bunnies in the Calgary Cemetery. Yeah, it was cool. That's the first time I've seen a bunny in a cemetery. Um, But yeah, um, all together in one place. All of these things tell about the social history of the area, and the burials provide biographical information of those who made up the community. So, yeah, they, very important. Um, and now Melissa's going to tell us um, from another website what they think the reasons for a cemetery being important are. Yeah, so this is from feeandsons.com blog. Um, So some of it is with regards to historical significance. Community residents come together to understand how people lived in the past. Headstones provide detail about contributions individuals made, their jobs or social connections. Um, An escape, that's another reason. A quiet and peaceful place to reflect and get away from the daily stresses and responsibilities. It separates us from the modern society momentarily and lets us remember those who have come and gone before us. Lots of people just go and just hang out in a cemetery and just get away from it all. You don't see... Um, There's not a lot of cemeteries that are like bebopping with lots the- of music <laughs> and you know, lots of loud talking. Yeah, it's very, very rare. Every time, every cemetery that I've ever been to, there's maybe been one other person in there. Um, When I was in Calgary, there was a photographer in the cemetery. Um, When I was at Tabor, I was by myself. Most of the other ones, I was alone. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, it's there's nobody else around. So it's kind of nice to just get away from it all. That's true. It's very serene. We um, when we were in Halifax a few years ago, we had the opportunity to go to a few of them. So they, although there was lots of people there, I, I, I think that there's kind of like that consensus when you go into a cemetery, mm-hmm. you don't act like an asshole. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, so thankfully, you know, like my experiences, whether it be in like a highly or densely populated place to like the Coleman <laughs> yeah. cemetery, you know, it's usually a place where you can like, you can just get away from get the away trials from and tribulations all. of everyday life. Get away from it all. Yeah. So another reason is for connection. So your family members and loved ones are buried there. It's a nice space to mourn and gain comfort while dealing with grief. Um, every year, I know that Jonathan and his uh, mother, his sister lives in Montreal. So him and his mother, they go and visit grandparents in the local cemetery and they have like a little drink. And, nice. you know, it's just kind of like a cultural thing that they do. They're both from Croatia. So it's kind of like something that they, they get together. So it's kind of neat for them to connect on that level. Yeah, that ties in with the next point too, which yeah. is perfect. Location of memorial. They provide a place to hold ritual events for family members and give loved ones a place of burial that is respectful and dignified. Yeah. Yeah. So if they do that every year, it's kind and of nice. And then they clean it up, too. of course, too. Yeah. Right, like there's there's always there's always shit and debris blown in and left, mm-hmm. right? So they they give it a nice clean up and drop a little for grandma and grandpa and drink the rest themselves. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from Legacy.com, Linnea Crowther, 
she summarizes what she learned from Minda Powers Douglas. Uh, Minda is, she's um, the owner of thecemeteryclub.com, which I only just discovered yesterday. Mm -hmm. And she has authored a few books, which I will be buying. It's actually, it's not as easy as you'd think to find books on cemeteries. They're just not out there. So um, when I come across them, I usually try and scoop them up. So I will. What's that? Before they're gone. Before they're gone. Yeah. Well, it's just, you don't, they're. I don't think there's a big demand for it. I'm going to say that. That is disappointing <laughs> as fuck. I know. There should be a bigger demand for it. Okay. And this is why we're talking about the importance of cemeteries in their history because you don't hear a lot about them. But what she's uh, learned from Minda, she says, okay, so for outdoor museums, and I actually read this in one of Belinda Croson's books. She says that it's basically a cemetery is literally just a big open air outdoor museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, there no now I should actually say that this article was written four years ago. Um, however, I'm finding that in my experience, things haven't quite gotten to what they're saying. And what they're saying is that cemeteries are no longer viewed as creepy and depressing, mm-hmm. and anyone who regularly visits them is no longer seen as morbid. Um, in my experience, not the case, <laughs> which is why I kept this podcast secret for so long and also why I don't tell people that I like to go hang out in cemeteries because more often than not, the response was, that's gross, why would you do that? So she's saying that it's no longer the case. Um, I am seeing a little bit more positive stuff lately, but over the years, it hasn't been so it's overwhelming um, like oh you do that yeah I get that I get that a lot I do get that a lot but she says that today if you were to tell someone that you like to go to cemeteries more likely you're gonna get a response of oh cool so-and-so also likes cemeteries then ooh, that's gross um I'm kind of getting a mixed bag like it's it was mostly ooh, that's gross and lately it's it's starting to get a little bit better well that's good yeah, I mean, well, they're full of history and art, and you can you can learn a lot of information from just going to a cemetery. Um, what else here? Oh, who's that? So each gravesite has a story to tell, and it's important to remember who they were. They may not have anyone left to pay their respects. So the following quotation is something I really just couldn't have said better myself because it's exactly how I feel. Um, and this is a quote, um, quote, there are thousands of people in one cemetery. They're not visited all the time and people mourn and they move on. But people like me and the rest of the taphophiles, they go in there, they pay attention to these graves and it makes me think maybe there's a little flicker for them. Like, Hey, thanks for stopping by. So I try to visit as many graves as I can when I'm in a cemetery. Cause I, I often think about that, like, this person died 50, 100 years ago. Yeah. Who's, who's left to, to come and, and pay respects? So if there's people like me out there who just like to do that, then that's great. Maybe someone will will say, hey, thanks for stopping by from the beyond. <laughs> that's um, really cool. Yeah. She also says um, they're important because they were the first parks. Um, like I said earlier, I did touch on this in a previous episode. It was episode 11. So, from THC, for inquiring minds, that's the Texas Historical Commission, texas.gov, they say that a cemetery is the most valuable historic resource. Regarding the grave markers themselves, they say that they are a directory of sorts, 
reflecting ethnic diversity in the names, gravestone design, decorations and landscaping that contribute to the story of Texas history. Sadly, however, some historic cemeteries are swallowed up by the urban sprawl, headstones are trampled, um, by cows or blankets <laughs> by cows that's very interesting they say, I mean it yeah. is Texas like what the fuck do you expect well if they're, if they're not fenced and that's what happened with St. Patrick's like oh, the cows yeah. the cows and the pigs were trampling it and then they had to raise a bunch of money to get a fence and, dicks yeah or blanketed by overgrown vegetation natural forces can take out an old graveyard and then there's theft and vandalism yeah um, my grandpa um, he was when he was still alive in Riley, Alberta which is up north he was part of that community in um, in Holden as well. They have a nice little. They have like a just. Like, it's very much like Tabor's cemetery, and so they would uh, have a schedule of people who would maintain it because you know the government doesn't pay for they that. Don't. It's the community that does it, so they would volunteer their time to whack a mole everything and like make sure that it's not overgrown with vegetation because there's a lot of hit, like farm history there for those individuals. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. There's a lot of cemeteries in England that are overgrown and people will go. They like that though. Like they like to see the gravestones with, with all uh, of these vines and leaves over top of them. But for me, it would be, I don't know. I think I'd be kind of sad about that. I, I want to see what's underneath. and For sure. You know, they, we need more people to actually take the time. Yeah. We're willing to form committees and whatnot to actually take care of these places. Well, that's what I thought. Like the community came together to be able to make sure that like they can go and see their loved ones and not have to like trudge through 10 feet of grass yeah so. tripping over gopher yeah. holes and whatnot exactly so they have a program to record unidentified and abandoned cemeteries involving forms historic designations forming a cemetery association and keeping the thc informed yeah so do that if you want to for your own local community i yeah. don't think we have anything like i think the city takes care of ours like we pay our taxes and they yeah. do that so um but in smaller communities smaller communities they don't they don't but we're also very lucky we've got belinda croson who's she's a big taphophile so she for those who don't know what taphophile means it's just basically a fancy word for someone who likes to go to cemeteries they like the headstones. They like the cemeteries themselves. They like the history and whatnot. She's a big historical buff in our community. She's a huge historical buff. And she has written a couple of books that talk about the history of our our local cemeteries here, which is I think is, is really, really important. Um, it doesn't happen very often. Like, I had a hard time finding information on this cemetery, which is why I chose this as the research topic. And I'll, I'll rant about that a little bit later. You can find obituaries of people and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but on the cemetery itself, I want to know that stuff. Like, I want to know like who formed it, why why did they choose this location, who's taking, who's care, taking of care of it, what you know, why did they choose this specific layout? What were the trials and tribulations like we had with St. Patrick's Cemetery, where mm. you know people were they were assigned graves, but then they were just willy nilly burying people wherever the fuck they felt like it. <laughs> Joe, this isn't your day. Yeah, You're they, actually on the east quarter. Well, they would just stop and not. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like driving my fucking horse and buggy any further, so let's just bury Joe here. Yeah. And like, they, they, there's stories like that out there, mm -hmm. and we were lucky to have Belinda who who, who documents kind of it like, and yeah. finds it. So it's it, if this is something you're into, please continue doing it or start an association or you know start a blog. Start a blog. A Mike Feller, do a podcast. Yeah, Mike, why aren't you doing a podcast? <laughs> So what happens when we forget about their importance? What do you think? Well, I mean, 
you lose a piece of history of wherever the hell you are, right? Like, you lose the the, the type of diversity that could have been in that community. Yeah, that's on the list. Good Sweet. job. <laughs> check, check. So you lose, yeah, you lose history. You get incomplete history. Um, people just stop going. Um, abandonment and neglect. So when a cemetery is forgotten about or is abandoned for whatever reason, it's common for that land to just get redeveloped. So yeah, they'll just... And you're living in a haunted house. There's that, yes. <laughs> they do um, often attempt to make contact with relatives of the deceased to have remains relocated but then you have to you have to exhume the body you have to find a new place to bury them then you have to pay the new place whatever burial fees and have you ever if you like the fees differ from cemetery to cemetery but in some places they're insane the cost just to to bury someone so um to relocate and rebury unclaimed remains can end up in a mass grave which not a lot of people appreciate or some other random cemetery sometimes developers are actually just unaware that they've built on an old cemetery and they don't find out until many years later when they're digging and they you know they make a garden here and here's someone's bones right um so decades centuries later they find out uh, there are guidelines around what qualifies as an abandoned cemetery. So if you're a developer out there, in I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to U.S. here because most of my listeners are actually from the state. Um, there, <laughs> there are guidelines around what qualifies as an abandoned cemetery. So depending on the jurisdiction, for more information on that, go to cemeteries.uslegal.com slash abandonment dash or dash discontinuance dash of dash cemetery slash jesus that's a lot of dashes i copied and pasted that one obviously well that's okay so yeah it's kind of interesting how we we can address this Um, there would be guidelines for something yeah here's here's what qualifies as an abandoned cemetery and they have a whole list and then there's other time you go to like dig a hole call this make sure you're not on an abandoned cemetery. cemetery So we're going to talk about the Highland Cemetery in Great Falls, Montana now. And this is why I chose this topic. I keep repeating that, but it's, it's, this is important shit. Um, I found relatively little information on this cemetery. Again, just compared to the other ones that I've been to and researched, there's tons of information on those. Sadly, this one there was not. I searched so many different terms online. I went through the various funeral homes websites to see if maybe they had something I could dig up. I checked the Great Falls Historical Society's pages and found nothing. Wow. I checked the Montana Historical Society's website and nada, nothing. Uh, Newspapers.com is actually a good resource. Um, Not for this particular purpose, but um, you can search Great Falls Tribune archives on there. But when you type in Highland Cemetery, guess how many results you get? Zero? No. Oh, shit. How many? 41,654. Excuse me? Yeah. What? Oh, I wasn't even going. (laughs) So if you're researching a cemetery and you go to newspapers.com and you get 41,000 results, what do you think most of those are going to be? Fucking obituaries and stuff. So So if you want information on the history of that location and 
all of that. But do they talk much? Like obituaries don't usually talk much about like. No, it's just it talks about the person, of right? Course, so yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why we have our dearly departed episodes. We we'll, we'll, we will talk about the people, and that's important too. But it's not all just the people. people. It's mm-hmm. the place that they're in. This Absolutely. is their final resting place. It's just as important as the people themselves. So let's get it together, people. Um, it's it's just a daunting task to go through that many results to try and find stuff on the information. And here's the other thing. If you click on any of the articles, you just get a little snippet that says you need to buy a subscription. Boo. I know. I will probably get one to newspapers.com because I'll use that for other places and I have actually been using it and I, I think this subscription thing is new. It'll be worth it. <laughs> so I think, I think I have to get a subscription now, but that's okay. Newspapers gotta make money too. Well, what I will not do is buy a subscription to every goddamn newspaper of every city that I've been to. That's the next problem here. So, um, that's fair. You can search the cemetery on just the Great Falls Tribune's personal site, mm-hmm. like away from newspapers.com. There are 56 results, but when you click on an article, you get two sentences. If you want to read more than two sentences, you need to do um, a survey. So, a I, survey? Yeah, I answered uh, 10 questions about toothpaste. There is an unofficial Facebook page for the Highland Cemetery, and that's where people will upload photos of the loved ones that they visited, as well as photos of themselves at funerals, which I haven't decided how I feel about. Interesting. What do you think about that? We're going to go off topic here, but what do you think about... You know, I've seen the BuzzFeed articles. I've seen, like, when it can go very wrong. I haven't seen those. I I haven't read those. No. Yeah, like, there are kids who, like, take pictures of themselves with their dead grandpa in the casket. There's people who, like, you know, are just... I feel as if there's... There's always a fine line. (laughs) Okay, well, this one, I will say, they don't cross that line. Good. Yeah, it's just a, a photo of the memorial service and a picture. So it's... It's yeah. okay. Pictures of them at the cemetery and stuff. So as long as um, you're respectful for all parties, but I mean, I don't think my grandpa would be super stoked if I took a picture of him in his cast. Oh fuck no! Posted on Insta for the likes. Not these know? days, but I will do that uh, as a topic in another episode. Because in Victorian times, that was like their jam. They just took pictures of dead people and posed them and stuff. So ooh yeah yeah yeah. We'll talk about That's that. That's right. Yeah. So I did though. Here's where I did find some information some information <laughs> i'm what so sorry great falls i'm slagging on you but it, it's it, it's a missed opportunity it's a missed opportunity um get on it i was a little bit disappointed but i was miraculously able to bullshit three pages worth of stuff was it a beautiful like it was a nice cemetery yeah it was really gorgeous so when you go there um highland it is ah, yeah there's there's good. a ranch behind it and it's kind of like oh there's a little snippet that someone de- describes it we'll we'll read that and we'll explain that so um the information that i was able to get uh from highlandcemetery.org findagrave.com and the great falls parks and recreation website there's also a book called montana's waldron creek fire the 1931 tragedy and the forgotten five That was written by Dr. Charles Palmer. So here is the um, rest of the bullshit I was able to come up with. Like, and I literally had to bullshit this. Like, it's, I'm describing the website page by page here. Oh, wowza. Yeah. Because they're, that's, that's all I had. This is all I had. So highlandcemetery.org. It's a lovely website as far as being aesthetically pleasing. So it's, it's pretty. It's easy to navigate through. It's got simple and descriptive headers. 
Um, and now Melissa's going to tell us about some of their sections. Well, let me tell you. Tell me. The About section of their website has two super-duper short paragraphs, which can be summarized thusly. <laughs> I wrote that. I, I'm, is this a quote? I'm going to say it's a quote. This is a quote from no, the website. No, no, no. I, these are my words. These are Jamie's words. If there's a quote, there'll be quotation marks on it. Fuck. Yeah. No, I reword. I the, all of the writing is my own. Yes. Yeah. Right, Unless right. I'm quoting. It'll I'm be quoting quote. from Jamie Johnson. <laughs> the visionary founders of Great Falls put the cemetery together as one of their many projects. Well, no shit. When you go to a place and establish a town, you're gonna need a cemetery. Where are you gonna put the dead people? Yeah. <laughs> you need so. A place. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gder. The site was chosen for its beautiful views. It's run by a... Pro- They're not actually that beautiful. Oh, well, you just... So are there lots of, like, cows? Well... land. When, yeah. So, okay. I saw a lot of fields. But I live in a land of fields. So, of course, I think that's beautiful. Um, they say... There's one source, and I can't remember which one it was, but one of these that I mentioned, said that, says that there's a view overlooking the river. I couldn't see the river from there. So I don't know if it was just, like, a cloudy day or what. But I, I, I saw like that's pretty prominent when you're looking in a flat land. Like, I didn't you don't really see the river. river. I didn't see the river. Maybe I wasn't looking, but anyway. Well, it runs by a private it's ran. Sorry, it's run. Sorry. English is hard <laughs> when you're pregnant. It's run by a private trust with a board of directors rather than being run by county cemetery districts of the state, like most other cemeteries. Which is very similar to Canada as well, but again you find those loopholes in yeah. small places. Where it's not the responsibility of the, the municipality. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that that's their about section. Yeah. So pretty sparse. <laughs> oh, here's my favorite one. Tell me. Oh, yeah. Their history page. This yeah. is where I go. This, this is, is where... bread and butter. This, this is, is my bread and butter. So when I'm doing research on a cemetery, I immediately look for or Google search history of blah, blah cemetery. Yeah, and it, it would be, that makes sense. They have a tab for it. that this one is bare-ass blank. Totally, totally blank. fucking blank. <laughs> Completely blank. The history page was blank. And then I waited months because I went to the cemetery a long, long time ago. Yeah. So I looked I'm at sure the information back then, and then I looked at it now, and nothing's changed. Oh, so heck. Yeah. So, also, the gallery page is only a few photos, none of which capture the actual beauty of the cemetery. Big fucking shocker. Um, the partner section lists the funeral homes and granite monument companies they work with. Maybe. But do you see where I'm grasping at straws for information? We're sure. talking about the website page by page here. Yeah, So absolutely. this is ridiculous. And so, here, so far we're at how many pages, right? Um, We've got about, about history, history gallery, gallery partners, partners. And the last one, this is probably the most disappointing. Oh, this is super Here's sad. Oh, sorry. Siri. Siri just wanted to get in on this podcast too. Um, the veterans section is also super blank it's totally blank there's nothing right. nothing on the veteran section nothing nothing not even a photo of the field of honor oh. and here's here's what's super disappointing american friends we love you we know you're patriotic you love your Absolutely. country every and you're veteran okay let me explain just a small difference that which would be a big difference probably to you between canada and the states and this is something i don't know if you've ever noticed this before but when you come to Canada to visit and you drive down a residential street, you will be lucky if you find one person who has a Canadian flag on their lawn. Yeah, that's true. Actually, right? no, you're totally right. If you drive down any residential s- street in the States, 
you'll be lucky to find one without an American flag on their front lawn. Oh, interesting. You're so right. Although there's American flags everywhere in the states. Can so, I sidecar for a sec? Yeah. So there's a lady on our block. She um she has a flagpole on her lawn. She has every flag except for the Canadian flag that she puts up. It's so fucking bizarre. Like it just depends on what's happening in the news. Like if it's uh if it's like there's turmoil in South Africa, she'll have the South African flag up or That's kind of cool actually. Maybe she went to Jamaica, she's going to throw that shit up there too, right? Like it's it's so weird that and like but I've never seen a Canadian flag. Do you I'm guys like, do you guys play games where you're like what flag is she going to put up yeah, this week? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Do, can I ask does she put an LGBTQ does she put a rainbow flag up in No, June? she mostly sticks to like geographical places. She doesn't have those kind of flags, but um that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah but I mean I, like I said this is a woman who put up the Jamaican flag when she went on fucking holiday. Yeah, <laughs> so that's there, it's like her her rules of engagement with this flag pole. These are flags like, are only my yeah. personal experiences. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So you're not going to see like a Métis flag on like Métis week or anything like that you're gonna see that stuff you know what's funny is that shit you would think on remembrance day it was probably the canadian flag and that's probably the only time i've really noticed it so well i guess there's next year yeah there's next year i want to know i need to know we're gonna have to maybe i'll knock on our no i won't i that's that three doors down that's just not even okay so it's close i'm gonna be driving down your street periodically (laughs) what flag do we have today guys yeah so it's not like a super we don't do that a lot here in canada we don't so Mm -hmm. my my point is we, we we know how patriotic you are and being a, a country and I'm not giving you shit here so don't get me wrong and don't put words in my mouth what my what I'm saying is it's a shock that you don't it's have a shock. shit on your veterans page right and it's and here's here's even more to add to that especially in Great Falls cuz you have a US army military base right there, right there in the city and you don't have anything about your veterans on the cemetery page. Bonkers. So I'm sure at least one has died since the, there's know, an like entire field of honor, and it's beautiful. I didn't go to it because it's not my jam. War graves aren't my thing, but mm. um, I know some people who love to go visit war graves, and it's a beautiful section. There's a big cannon in the middle. Um, uh, they just got some new flagpoles that they put up there and stuff. So it's it's really beautiful. They, they treat the area of the cemetery with a lot of respect and dignity, and that's amazing. But as far um, as finding information. Finding information, like on the website, please update your veteran section. Um, it's I would like to see that. Sad pandas over here in Canada. I know. I feel like I just gave them shit too much. No. No. So the one section, there's one more section on the website that we're going to talk about. This is one that really shines. Oh dear. It's no, it's in a good way. Okay, <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. No, 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 no. This is actually this is this is the one section of their website that they that the Highlandcemetery.org people really take pride in, and it's their Waking the Dead page. Ooh. So for the past four years, and this ties in with the last discussion topic that we had for events in a cemetery, Highland Cemetery hosts guided tours by guess who does the tours? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to guess because I have no clue. Um, Don Cherry? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. The Dearly Departed in the Flesh. What? Yeah. Oh, whoa. No, close, though. Oh. Um, so they, they have character people that dress up in... Oh. In, and I'm using quotation air oh. quotes here. Historic costume. Yeah. <laughs> or what they think is historic costume. Oh, see, in my mind, I was thinking, like, 
VR virtual reality. You know? No, like, well, that would be fun. So cool. Yeah, sorry. No, that would be very fun. <laughs> no, and then even for the 2019 um, tour, they actually had the deceased distant relatives. Whoa, you could play really the characters. Cool. So you could have played your great great uncle so and so, and you tell it. So they, they're like, my name is John Smith, and I came to Great Falls on this day, and here's oh, why. And this is why I'm famous. Like it's it's very much like that. So that's then so cool. that section they've got a ton of stuff, and it, it's all YouTube videos of the the people doing the tours. So Neat. yeah. Um, disappointingly, there's nothing on the history of the cemetery itself. So from the Find a Grave website, there is an old Highland cemetery which was established in 1911, now pretty much abandoned. The lawn is mowed over once a year and is not watered except by Mother Nature because it's not irrigated. Over 200 of the old headstones were vandalized and broken into a bunch of pieces by a bunch of assholes and pieces of shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's bunch no of like... pieces by a bunch of pieces of shit. Yeah, exactly. Fuck those people. Um, this happened in May of 2011. The new Highland Cemetery is on the same property and is taken care of regularly, which is good to hear. Mm -hmm. um, to get to the old cemetery, you drive right through the new section and find the road that divides them. There are five notable burials listed on the site, and they are as such. Paris Gibson, founder of Great Falls. I'm going to assume he's one of the visionary founders who selected that cemetery spot, oh. but I don't know. Okay, George Montgomery, an actor. He played cowboys. No, oh. he played a bunch of cowboys. Fair. Okay. There's a lovely um, bronze statue of him oh. in, at his memorial. It's super big. It's, I feel I've, like I probably have seen it alongside all those weird buffaloes that are painted. Maybe. <laughs> by landscape. Anyways, John E. Moran, a U.S. Army captain. Oh, put that in your veterans section. Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> so please and thank you. Edwin Lee Norris, who was a politician, hopefully a good one. Um, Charles Marion, Marion, Mar Mar mm. yep, Russell. <laughs> Shit, try that again. Charles. Marion Russell, an artist. Ooh. He's the one who painted all those buffalo ones that you just talked Shut about. Shut up. Yeah, really? we're going to talk about him. He's in our daily department. So we're, oh, cool. I'll tell, Sweet, I'm I've always wanted to know about those buffalo. Cause I so will cool. tell you everything in the yes. next episode. Knew it. So from the book that I mentioned earlier, um, it's mostly about the victims of the fire, which I know nothing about, and I did not actually look into any further because for the purpose of this section of the show, my interest is just in the cemetery itself. So please don't ask her shit. So I don't know anything about the people who died in the fire. Here's what I was able to get on the cemetery from the book. Uh, so Dr. Palmer says that the cemetery is haunted and that a retired worker claims to have seen a horse-mounted ghost rider. Wow. I know, but that's literally all he says about it. Oh. So I don't know anything else. There's no elaboration here. He also notes that the flat markers are indicative of single plot burials where the larger monuments and tombstones are meant for family plots. Mm. Well, okay. okay. Um, he remarks about the many gopher holes that litter the cemetery, stating that they, and this is a quotation directly from the book, pockmark the area like some sort of landscaping acne. <laughs> landscape acne. Landscape acne. Um, so yeah, he also said something about the movie Caddyshack at the end of which he um, 
also mentions beforehand. I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't... Oh, there's, like, a gopher. There's a, there's gopher. a gopher. in there that, like, causes havoc with, I think, Bill Murray. This is... I mean, I watched it as a kid. I so. think is Rodney Dangerfield. Probably. He's in that. Because there was some, something that Rodney Dangerfield said about cemeteries being a waste of real estate or something. Cemeteries and golf courses being How a waste of real estate. dare you, Rodney I know. Dangerfield. Is he still alive? No, no. He died a long time ago. Um, other than the few select biographies in the book, um, the fire victims of, of the 1931 fire, the only other descriptive piece of information Dr. Palmer gives on the cemetery is that from a bird's eye view, it, and this is a quote, um, so the, and this actually perfectly describes the cemetery, uh, it stands out as an island oasis of green trees and grass in an otherwise large ocean of brown. <laughs> That's the prairies um, for you. the prairies for you. We live in the prairies here. Um, we're, we're flanked by mountains and more prairies. It's very rare that we see green grass unless it's like your neighbor watering their lawn. It's a whole lot of brown. So from the Great Falls Parks and Recreation website, here's what happened with this. I typed in cemetery and it's like, did you mean meter? Meter? Like parking meter? Yeah, because oh. <laughs> me- meter's in the word cemetery. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, no, it's actually I, yeah, in there. spelling is hard, but I knew that. It's Well, I didn't know that until I looked at it. <laughs> um, so then I'm like, okay, well, I'll search, I'll search Highland. And it's like, did you mean highway? <laughs> so you type in Highland Cemetery, and then it asks you if you meant highway meter. Oh, <laughs> um, There were some results, though. It just it, it didn't really want to tell you. It was like, no, this is what you want. We don't want to talk about that. I don't want to that. talk about that. So most of the, them were event PDFs for that Waking the Dead tour that I talked about. Oh. Um, and then the rest were meeting agendas and meeting minutes from the Historic Preservation Advisory Commission. Right. So I'm like, okay, good. Historic Advisory Preservation Commission. You're getting there. They, we're getting somewhere. They've got to have some information on the cemetery. So Melissa, tell me what, what, what I found. Well, let's find out this little <laughs> Easter egg. From the minutes from 2005, Phyllis H. complained. Shocker. <laughs> but I mean, like, Phyllis, like, you know, she, she's like our everyday Karen here. She's got that haircut. You know, like classic Phyllis. Yes. So, Phyllis, of course, complained that parks should have their own color on a map that distinguishes <laughs> it from an open space. And by open space, she meant the cemetery. Yeah. So in 2005, two of Paris Gibson's children were reinterred yep. at the Highland Cemetery. What does that mean, reinterred? Does that so they were they were taken from somewhere else? And this this oh. okay. So here's so this is I wrote a note on my page to talk about this. So, oh yeah, talk so about it now. Paris yeah. Gibson, he was the founder of Great Falls. Um, reinterred means they were taken from another place of burial. Yeah. So they were in another cemetery. They were dug up and then brought over to the Great Falls Cemetery and buried there. That's what it means. Cool. However, this is literally all it says. It says Paris Gibson's children were reinterred at the Highland Cemetery. What's the story behind that? Where were they buried before? Why were they buried there before? Was it an abandoned? Was it abandoned cemetery? Somebody built an apartment complex and it became haunted. Exactly. Why were they taken from one location and moved to the other? This is horror movie this, stuff, man. Yeah, like, this this is the information that I dig for when I'm digging in a cemetery. I want to know the ins and outs of everything. So there's there's a story here, but nobody's telling it. So this is what was Sorry, super Paris. disappointing. So 
Yes. That um, was a juicy, like, grab your tea and, like, let's hear this shit. This is why I chose this as the research or the yeah, discussion topic. Yeah, it's important. Like, I like, want to know. Keep your history up. Keep up your history. We want to know. The 2000 meeting minutes say the Highland, that the Highland Cemetery and the Great Falls Cemetery Association were given a preservation award for repairing vandalized headstones after those dickheads. Yeah. Um, Tom Stewart and his crew did the repairs. Good job, Tom. Fabulous job, Tom. I mean, I haven't seen your work yet, but I'm sure it's fantastic. Um, I would never have known that there was damage to yeah. the stones. I mean, there's some that always There's got to be an art apart, form to that. Yeah. You know, there's so many assholes in this world that mm-hmm. do stupid shit like that. It so. happened here. It happened. Sure Pretty did. much every cemetery, there's some sort of vandalism, which, which is, is just, just stupid. Horrible. Why go there and do it? Yeah. Oh, so anyways, from the 2014 meeting, the minutes were about new lights on the flags and new flagpoles in the cemetery. I right. Mean, which is also very important. Yeah. In the, that was in the veterans section. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that's, again, that was all there was. I went through, the search results produced 54 pages. I went through 10 pages to find this this tiny little tidbit of information. so dull. And then, well, anything past page 10 wasn't about that cemetery. It would have been about a different cemetery. There's a a pet cemetery in Great Falls, too, which I didn't know about until I was doing the research. So there's, yeah, there's actually, you do find some stuff. I'm going to that one for sure. So this is, we're finally at my favorite thing to look at when I, I'm looking at online. Yeah, yes. How did you know? <laughs> How did you know? Um, well, because you listen to my podcast. I fucking do. I'm not that yeah. shitty of a friend. <laughs> there are. There's two Yelp reviews. Uh, Jane C from Portland. She gives it five out of five stars, and she says, "quote A peaceful stop adjacent to a local cattle ranch." The views from certain parts of the cemetery are really spectacular. I again, I did not go to those parts of the where cemetery. Where were like where were these people that saw I these views? I don't know. I was mostly in the cemetery, looking at gravestones and trees and. Were they, I mean, stuff, like if so. you're not in the fucking cemetery, you can't say there's spectacular views. I was fifty kilometers away and saw there's this gorgeous vista of mountains. No, that don't count. You miss things though, because we when we went to the Phoenix Cemetery. It, it's massive. It's like 200 acres. So there's Fair. a ton of shit that we missed. So how big was this one? This, um, you know what? I don't fucking know. And you know why I don't fucking know? Because nobody tells you anything about the cemetery. Literally everything we know about it is the, the bullshit that I came up with. And here I'm ranting, but this is why it's important. Okay. I like. How, there's, how are you supposed to like tell people the history of this place you don't even thank you every other fucking cemetery that you've looked at online will tell you how many acres is it there's some that even go so far as to say these are the specific types of trees that we've planted on the grounds and here's why we chose these trees like they they go into take some pride yo please please do i'm so frustrated by this um so the red i'm not done reading jane's review shit sorry (laughs) no it's okay Um, So she does go on to say some notable burials here include the Great Falls founder, Paris Gibson, artist Charles M. Russell and his wife, Nancy, and cowboy actor George Montgomery. The headstones are a nice mix of upright and flat markers. What's neat is that the uprights are engraved on both sides. There also seems to be a lot of opportunity to personalize grave spaces as there were many decorative items like flags and wind catchers, which aren't always allowed at cemeteries. A nice historic spot to visit in Great Falls, and this review was on August 13th, 2017. Here's what's, what was re- interesting about this cemetery. I would say that it had probably the biggest headstones I've ever seen. Like, they were huge. Wow. Like, they were fucking massive compared to other ones. Like, 
they probably were up to here on me. I'm f- and up to your chest. I'm right up to my now. chest. Yeah, I'm five foot five and three quarters. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, there's one more review. MD from San Francisco gave only one star, and he says, "Quote." Do you think he was a doctor? Do you think that's why you put MD in front? I doubt it because his grammar's not that great. Oh, fair. Um, pretty sad when you bury your parent and no one has any respect for her grave. Driving and walking all over it, not to mention breaking the vase with flowers in it. Dry dirt on the grave and doesn't even look like she was buried there at all. No one seems to think it's a big deal. Oh. And that was July 11th of 2018. So he gave it a shit review. I mean, that's. I guess that's this part about reviews right like the, obviously this person do you think this person lived there was that his mom like that's what I'm gathering it, I'm assuming review. it's his mom he says her and he's his parent mm-hmm. um that's sad it, it, yeah but I mean uh I mean it's sad that that's been his experience with that like obviously somebody had wrecked where his mother's grave is like, I don't think so no 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 oh. this is what I think because we're in like windy fuck that's true. Place, that's right. right. So most of the cemeteries that I've been to around southern Alberta and northern Montana, they're windswept. Like a lot of the graves have a bunch of dirt on them because yeah, you're right. the wind just blows it. They'll knock the flowers over. It's it's windy as fuck here. Yeah, and I, even, in, even in Montana. So even when you go to their Waking the Dead page on their website, um, you can hear the wind. It's out in kind of like mm-hmm. cemeteries are usually on the outskirts of town. So that's where you're gonna not get more wind. Not a lot of tree coverage. It's yeah. windy as fuck. Even the videos, you can you can clearly hear yeah, and no, see the right. fact that it's you're super windy. Right. So I don't think MD from San Francisco is from here. Oh yeah, uh... <laughs> I think he's from San. Well, but there's that mystery. So, <laughs> so he doesn't spend a lot of time in a, in a place where it's fucking windy. Yeah, so. that's very fair. Um, just side note on that: if you are from a windy place. Don't get balloons, guys. Like, they just end up, especially, I live really close to the cemetery off of Scenic Drive. Which one's that? Mountain View. Mountain View, yes, yeah. thank you. So, um, I always see those sad balloons. I just, know. Like, I, just I see flowers on the, on the road. Oh, on Scenic Drive, so there's always, like, uh, after we've had, like, today is one of those windy yeah. Chinook days, but um, when you drive down Scenic, there's always like, those flowers just on the road randomly. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I have ran over a plethora of that I, those, mm. those, those sad fake flowers I know it's sad. <laughs> and the balloons that are just stuck on the fence I know. it's just like oh I'm so sorry grandpa oh your balloon didn't stick around for very long but also very bad for the environment yes so but I digress shocker speaking of bad reviews ABC Fox Montana's website has a news story dated October 13th 2017 that had local residents and relatives of the deceased outraged over their decorations being scooped up and assembled in a pile behind the cemetery. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'd be pissed. Um, they described the items being dumped like trash, and that was a quote directly from the from the story. Cemetery officials reported that the previous year, a new sweeper had to be purchased at the cost of $5,000 because of the blade damage caused by decorations being mowed over. I mean, that'll cause a lot of shit. Yeah. But, oh, I guess that would just be, like, over the flat ones. Anyway, so yeah. the rules state that decorations need to be removed by October 1st so that the that proper care of the grounds can be done. But the rules were not being followed. 
Cemetery visitors say that more um, more needs to be done to communicate these rules than just a posted sign, which has been posted for over 40 years. So I so guess they didn't get that tweet. They didn't get the memo. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like, do you think the cemetery is responsible for saying, hey, we're going to clean our shit up, so come remove your decorations? Or do you think that the, well, it's I mean, responsibility of the people to know? I, I think it's nice to have the courtesy, like, especially if they've posted it. If but it, do you don't know who's coming to visit, though? That's like, you true. could have great aunt so-and-so that brings the balloons. Like, your crazy aunt, whomever, who's like, here's all of this shit I'm going to put on this grave. The, how do you know who is responsible for those graves? How you can't you can't reach out to everybody. Well, no, exactly. But I mean, if you've got like it's it sounds like they have it posted outside of their cemetery. So yeah. if you come on the grounds, you know, like it's probably one of the first, hopefully one of the first things you see. Yeah. So if um, Aunt June decides to bring all of her helium balloons, <laughs> you know, like uh, over like Great Sally's grave, you know, it, hopefully somebody would see that beforehand. As far as responsibility, it's hard to say. You know, um, if you're visiting and you're really like butt hurt because your fake flowers got ran over by a mower's lawn, like I think I'd be more appreciative of the fact that my, you know, my beloved um, deceased family member that their grounds are being taken care of, and yeah, you know, like I'm sorry, but that vase wasn't meant to last. I'm sure. <laughs> I am a hundred percent in agreement with you. Um, what? One of the stories, though, here this is super sad. So oh. one of the complainants was a mother who lost her son. Mm. So she had a little Mickey Mouse stuffed toy there, and that was gone. And there's actually a photo of the pile of, of decorations that they had there. Um, and it just got tossed into that pile. So she, she's like, you can't replace that, and that's my my son, right? Yeah. Like, that was his, and he loved it. And well, So is- it's super sad. Um, I think maybe, maybe organize, like, it's hard to determine what's trash from treasure, but you'd think like fake flowers and balloons, dime a dozen, you can get those anywhere. Yeah. Um, trinkets like that, or little toy cars, maybe have a spot, like a, not a lost and found, but like maybe like a box of, uh, like come and reclaim this and put Mm. it back up when, when the season, you know what I mean? Like maybe maybe they have a place to do that. Cause I'm sorry, five grand to replace a lawnmower blade from a cemetery, which we should note, like we mentioned earlier, it's privately funded. Mm-hmm. So who's paying for this shit? Absolutely. This they is why they can't update fundraise. their website because they're too busy raising money to buy a lawnmower blade. Absolutely. They have more important things to do than update their history and veteran section. Absolutely. Which totally they're a board get. of directors, so that yeah. means that they're community members. So they also live like a separate life outside of you know their, this is their, their job their responsibilities of the the cemetery and let me tell you like it is not like it's not a good news story when you have to replace something like that nobody has like a slush fund that says well shit our mower blade broke good thing we'll we just saved ten dollars yeah our last like gala for the fundraiser you know right and for, I, the, for the cemetery it just doesn't work that way so uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, there's no winner in this story, unfortunately. You know, it's 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 really sad to hear those types of situations. Agreed. So, that is the end of episode 13. 13. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So 13 is actually a lucky number. Lucky number 13. So, lucky. so thank you. Um, we could talk about this at length for hours and hours and hours, but we've we've gone on for over an hour. So, we'll, uh, we'll end it there. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Grave. And thank you, Melissa, for being my co-host. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I will have you as many times as you want to be on. Yay! Yay! Forever.
you want to be my permanent co-host? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway, so. so, well, we'll have you on again. Um, listeners, feel free to support the show by telling a friend, give us a review, or just subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, if you have suggestions for future topics or you have your own story you want me to share, email me. Uh, my email address is... Uh, beyond the grave podcast <laughs> just about fucking forgot my own email um beyond the grave podcast at gmail.com uh, today's host melissa johnson again thank you thank you 